Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 877 of the Juicebox podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with Karen, and Karen has had type 1 diabetes for a very long time. She's on the show today to talk about her life with type 1 and to speak a little bit about being an advocate for your own medical needs. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Now, if you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please consider going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and completing their survey. This survey helps support type 1 diabetes research. You can do it completely from your home. It's HIPAA compliant, absolutely anonymous, take you maybe 10 minutes or a little less. You're really going to help at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. If you're looking for some nice, comfy sheets, jammies, or actually joggers like I'm wearing now, CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 35%. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is brought to you by U.S. Med. U.S. Med is where my daughter gets her diabetes supplies from, and you could too. USMed.com forward slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Go online or call the number, get your free benefits check, and get started with U.S. Med. Today's podcast is also sponsored by touchedbytype1.org. Touched by Type 1 is a wonderful organization helping people with type 1 diabetes, and they've asked me to ask you if you wouldn't go check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and of course, their website, touchedbytype1.org. Check out that link. See all the good they're doing. Uh, check out what's going on over there. They have a ton of different things coming up, uh, including a speaking event in Orlando that I will be at, touchedbytype1.org. My name is Karen, and I live about 20 miles outside of Boston. And I was diagnosed with diabetes in 1977. 1977. Did, have you lived in Boston your whole life or? I live, yes. Mm -hmm. Really? How come you don't sound like you're like going to the bar or something like that? Well, because my mother was from New Jersey. <laughs> my father was from Missouri. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why do you sound none of us, yeah. You didn't pick up an accent like, at home, right? Yeah. 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 I love it when you say water, you know, it's like, <laughs> it brings me back to my grandmother's house in New Jersey. <laughs> well, you, <know? laughs> you should tell my kids that because daily I am mocked at my house still. Yeah, just, well, and there, and the, the truth of it is, if you told me right now, you say the word in one way, but there's another mm -hmm. way to say it, and it's correct. What is it? I don't even know that I could. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that I say data because people have beat it into me. Yeah. Right? But it's my inclination to say data. Yeah. But I can tell you data and data. I know that the stuff that comes out of the faucet is water. And I mm -hmm. know that somebody else says it a different way. And I mean, is it water? <laughs> I don't even know. Karen, I don't even know. Was I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong. So, so I'm supposed to be saying water. That's what. Well, that's what people will say. Water. That sounds like it has. Oh God, we're gonna like spin down a rabbit hole in my <laughs> mind. It sounds. Um, it sounds wrong to me. I don't know what what the way New Jerseyans say water. It sounds like it's a U instead of an A. Water. You know, like, yeah, wood. Water. <laughs> I, I always think of it as being like what, like W O T T A R water. <laughs> Why <laughs> is that not how you spell it? So you're saying W A is wa. Mm-hmm. I guess it is water, but that sounds really wrong. <laughs> yeah, it so- sounds wrong on you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it 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 um my brain has to tell me to say it that way like i'm forcing myself to say it like that it's very interesting okay anyway 1977 well you missed the bicentennial by just a year isn't that a shame i know i know well i i was not even married a year yet we were still newlyweds and um uh i was 22 at the time wow. and uh so i had seen my uh, gynecologist because i just had a miscarriage and so he sent me in for some blood tests, and it just popped up in a blood test. And he called me on the phone and said, well, you have diabetes, so you should go see an internist, right? So that was my introduction to my diagnosis mm. over the phone, <laughs> you know, just uh, was kind of surprising. You know, of course, my mother is like... Um, well, we don't have that in our family. So she had to go research all my father's family and give them all third degree. You know, <laughs> it's like, I'm just a mom, you know, this, it's an autoimmune disease. You have Hashimoto's. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you should look any further than that. You know, well, I, I've been married a long time, Karen. And I know who to blame. Let me get your dad and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, I know exactly. who messes me. sees people from Missouri. That, that's <laughs> right. You know, they're the ones. Well, uh, isn't that interesting that, well, first of all, it's interesting that you were diagnosed when I was five and, <laughs> um, and I, I'm looking at you right now and I don't think we look any different in age. So I, either you look terrific or I'm in trouble. I can't figure out which it is at the moment. Really on this, on this screen too? Jeez, you, you, I don't know. <laughs> you look terrific. No, so a lot of people think I'm, I'm younger than I am. Yeah. You know, no kidding. So. I wonder why it's because you hide inside from the winter. Probably. And then, no, it's because my mother never went gray until she was like 85, you know, so I don't have too much gray. So yet, that's you know? your, that's your real color. So yeah. it, it looks natural on you. Yeah. Whereas, and I don't want to out anybody, but most women I see on the streets who are of a certain age are dying. Their Blonde. Hair. <laughs> yeah. Blonde. Yeah. Oh Blonde. yeah. <laughs> and actually somebody said to me one day at, at the studio that they, they looked at me and it was a friend of mine for a long time. And she goes, Oh, you don't even dye your hair because I have, I have some gray strands coming through, you know? So it's like, finally I can prove I, I never dyed my hair, you know, because <laughs> everybody assumes that, that I do at my yeah. gray hair. Gray hair is fun. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I have a couple and I think I have a couple. And then the other night Arden's like, you know, there's a lot of gray in your hair. I was going to say, you have to have a lot of gray, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for, what you, for what you have to have to deal you, with. No idea. You know? Um, you, you really you have no idea. May, may I just say for younger people to get ready, the worst gray hair, I can't believe I'm just going to say this, it's in your nose. If you get a gray, <laughs> gray hair is coarser, and yeah. so it will grow through your nose like a sword and just reach to the other side and eventually just poke you. 
And, Very prickly. And when you're when you're you know not accustomed to that, and the first time it happens, you spend days going like, "Why is my nose itching and running? Something's <laughs> wrong with me." And then you look, and there's it's horrifying. You're like, "Oh God, there's a gray hair in my nose," and "Oh God, it's a steel barb. <laughs> it's growing through the other side of my." Yeah. Nose. <laughs> my husband is very good about that stuff. You know, he's he's always watching for things he should be clipping out. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm in there like a hedgehog. I got to be honest with you. I was like, "Get out, get out, everybody, get out." Yeah. Thank God it's yeah. not my ears. I think I would. I saw, I saw a video online the other day where they waxed an older man's ear canal. And they really? literally they put they put wax like into his ear, put on and ripped, and it came out like a giant cotton ball. And I was oh my, mortified. wow, I was mortified. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> oh, Karen, I was mortified. Okay, seventy seven, seventy seven. Yeah, beef and, beef and pork. Uh, yes, that's where um, you started. He started me on one injection a day. Believe it or not. And I've, I've heard other people, some other people say that that was what they started on too, which, you know, now we know is totally ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. um, we were doing urine testing. So clean a test with a little test tube and, and all that, you know, am I blue? Am I orange? You know? Um, and interestingly enough, I weigh the same amount as I did when I was diagnosed back then. And he put me on a diet like I was a type two or something. You know, trying to keep you away and from carbs, you think? I I don't know. But he said, you know, it seems to when I think think back on it now, I mean, that would be maybe standard protocol for someone with type two, mm-hmm. you know, because a little bit of weight loss can make a big difference. But I mean, I'm I'm 142 now and I'm a yoga teacher. You know, it's <laughs> like I, I don't have a lot of, of fat, you know, um, I've right. got muscles, you know, Um and so I went on that for a couple of months and one shot a day, you know, and uh, took off like 40 pounds in a hurry. Um, so the doctor increased my my uh, calories to 1,500 calories a day, and I lost another 10 pounds. Wait, you were 90 pounds at some point? I was 102. 100, how, yeah. how tall are you? I'm 5'3". Oh, my goodness. Five four, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So he says, "Well, I I guess you couldn't handle the extra food." I said, I'm thinking, well, how about maybe you give me a little more insulin? You know, wait, wait because it's possible your blood sugar is still very high and you're losing oh, weight because of that, right? Absolutely, absolutely yeah, had yeah. to be, absolutely had to be. Hmm. So he took me on. He put me on uh, finally multiple daily injections. Uh, beef, pork, insulin, NPH, and regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thought I was doing great, but I thought I found out later that I really wasn't, you know. Because um, back then it was really hard to find any information. We didn't have the internet. Um, we didn't have Google and, you know, yeah. all we had was Diabetes Forecast Magazine, which really didn't give you a lot of management information back then. You know, it was mostly about, you know, what celebrity has diabetes and what school kids are, you know, raising money for JDRF or something like that. Um, and really nothing of much value in terms of management was there. Although I did find uh, an ad one day for a glucometer. So I took it upon myself to buy it. 
Mm -hmm. I said, oh, this has got to be better than what I'm doing, you know. So I started testing. And for for the first time, I actually had information that I could work with. Yeah. Um, You know, it's not like what my blood sugar might have been two hours ago from a clinic test, but now can can find out what it is right now. What what year um, do you think that was, Karen, that you got it? That like, was that was probably maybe nineteen eighty. So you, you did then. it that the other way for four years or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and we'll find out what what happened by it because of that, you know. Um, so I go into the doctor on my next appointment and I'm I'm all jazzed up about this glucometer and everything and I'm telling him about what my numbers are when I get up and this and he goes, wait, 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 wait. He says, I don't know what the numbers mean. Aren't you still testing your urine? And I go, No, <laughs> this is so much better, you know? And it was like a rude awakening for me that, you know, I was probably not in the right place, not in the, with the right doctor. So a little bit later on, I discovered a book that changed my life in a bookstore. And, you know, we still didn't have the internet and all that jazz. And it was called the diabetics self manage self care method. And it was written by um, a husband and wife team of endocrinologists who also had type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. And it laid out, it, you know, here's finally all that information about what the A1C numbers mean, you know, what your, you know, what level you should be at to have the best results. Um, and a program using a different insulin that was what they termed as sort of the poor man's pump. And it involved ultra lente insulin and using that instead of NPH. And this was also the first time I had ever read in print that NPH may not last as long as advertised in everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was, that ended up being a um, very important factor in my management you know? Yeah. So um, I started to implement what I could, but I still didn't have that ultra lente insulin. So the next appointment that I went to with my internist, I asked what my A1C level was now knowing what they meant. And he told me, and I was obviously profoundly disappointed. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, well, he thinks he's being, you know, consoling good doctors as well. You know, sometimes it just can't be any better than that. And I was bullshit. <laughs> I was bullshit because I, I said, look, I'm only 10 years in now. I have retinopathy. I have neuropathy. You know, do I need to get kidney disease before I get this under control? Yeah. You know, you're and, making me think, Karen, that... There's so many, obviously, processes that happened inside of your body that take a lifetime to come to an end. Like, just think of aging, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't see aging happen, and if you're lucky, you make it to, you know, a ripe old age and you drop dead. But right. that thing's been happening to you the entire time. We don't think of it that way. It's right. not until you get something like hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's mm-hmm. or diabetes or something right. to that effect where the whole process is sped up and the... 
the 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 human inclination that things are going to change and that's okay because they're going to change slowly enough that I won't care by the time I'm in the can, right? Like mm-hmm. it, your brain doesn't switch when your situation fast forwards like it does with right. right? So the doctor right. says something like, "Oh, it's the best you can do." Or yeah. don't don't worry. This is how it is. Um, yeah. Except except you're the one who's. I mean, what are you? Thirty two years old with retinopathy. I'm thirty two at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thirty two. Oh, by, by the way, uh, the diabetes self care method by Charles Peterson and yep. Louise jo- Jovanovic Peterson, uh, yep. first published in 1984. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that really well, something. so I didn't find it till later, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And and the blurb is. Uh, it teaches diabetics how to achieve self self help management for a freer, more balanced lifestyle, and provides the most current information about insulin dosage adjustments, exercise therapy, glucose monitoring options, diabetes medications, and more. They should have just got a podcast. It's much easier. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to write down all the words then. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, thinking back on that time is like in the meantime, I had become a runner. You know, and I can't even imagine how I managed to stay safe out there. You know, I I would get up in the morning, I'd have like a, a glass of cran apple juice or something, uh, not even, you know, full strength of low sugar and go out and run five miles, hmm. you know, and I'd ran 40 miles a week for a couple of years. And I think, and I had, you know, my little sugar packets in my, in a plastic bag tucked in my waistband just in case. Um, and I think I only once had one time when I, I was really sure I wasn't going to make it home, but that was like a 13 mile run and I never did that again. Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too, but not any longer because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 888-721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. U.S. Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996, and they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service satisfaction surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. And that 888 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website, it's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there. Getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives 
to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let US Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry. The podcast is sponsored today by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and is 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. BetterHelp.com forward slash juice box. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. And when you use my link, you'll save 10% on your first month of therapy. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. Talk to them however you feel comfortable, text, chat, phone, or video call. If your therapist isn't the right fit, for any reason at all, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. And the best part for me is that with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. And you're going to get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price. I myself have just begun using BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com forward slash juice box. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash juice box. Save 10% on your first month of therapy. But, you know, imagine all the chances that we took, you know, people of my age that were diagnosed when I was, just because we didn't have the information we have now, like the Dexcom and, you know, all that. It's just, it boggles my mind to think, because I, I don't want to be anywhere away from my phone to see my Dexcom now that I have it. And you, know? you, and you lived without, did you ever have a seizure? Oh, yeah. I've had seizures. Yeah. yeah. A number of them, like more than you can recall? Uh, my husband can recall them better <laughs> than I can. Um, yeah, probably. Well, more than five, probably. Okay. You know, do you ever yeah. when you did he ever tell you where they were any worse than others? Like, did he ever think like, I thought this was it? Yeah. And actually, at one time I told him I thought this was going to be it. And I'm and I remember thinking it was in the middle of the night. I had a really bad insulin reaction and um, he's given me gluc uh, GVOC and. Um, and I had been, you know, eat, drinking juice and stuff. And I'm, I remember thinking to myself as I laid myself down in the bed, is this the, is this the way I'm going to go out? Really? Come on. This? You know, it's like, you know, after all this, you know. Karen, I have to, so, I have to clarify something with you. Did this happen recently? Uh, yeah, actually, this did happen recently. So you actually used Gvoke? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yep. thought you were. I thought G, I thought the people who make Gvoke Hypopen were just going to be thrilled that that their uh, product was being used. Uh, artificially as glucagon in an old story, but this actually happened to you recently. This was like a couple of months ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was just like a ridiculous drop in the middle of the night, you know? 
did, Dex, so, did the Dexcom catch it? Uh, yes. And that, that's that, why my husband, he goes to bed much later than me. And so he came up because his phone went off, mm-hmm. you know, and said, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of it. Don't ask me. You know? <laughs> He's like, I am too old to meet another person and start <laughs> over again. You either have to stay alive or I'm going with you. Like, uh, there's, yeah. there's no in between yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's ten years older than me, so. Oh know. hell. Well, he must yeah. appreciate that hypo pen then, because it is oh. easy to use, right? Oh yeah. yeah, it's so much better than than the the box with the you know mixing everything together and all that jazz, you know. And the G folk, the the hypo pen, especially the one um, that isn't you know that's not the injections. Um, is the one I carry with me because I mean, if I'm, you know, at all conscious, I can still give it to myself, Yeah. you know, and this, you know, the teachers at the studio, if, if there's something going on, it, if they need to give it to me, it's very easy. You just tell them, well, it's like a EpiPen, you know, and. Uh, Would you, you call know, yourself hypo unaware? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That was another thing that came along with everything else, you know, but mm-hmm. um I'm very blessed that laser was available in the nineties. Otherwise I probably wouldn't be able to see. Um, and now they have the injections in the eyes that are even better mm-hmm. than laser. And, um, you know, so it's, it's really a, a been a blessing to live this long, you know? Right. And, and, you know, when you're, everything you read back then is not very optimistic, you know, about whether you're, you're going to have children or how long you're going to live. And, you know, um, well, you probably had that first miscarriage because of you were probably, I mean, you were undiagnosed when you were pregnant. Right. So, right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. I think the first, yeah, I think the first one was that, but they didn't think the other ones really had anything to do with it because it was later on. You've had more than one. Yes, I did. We, but we have other fertility problems between us. So, Okay. Um, there's a lot going on there. Anyway, <laughs> did you end up having any kids? No, we never did. We have cats. <laughs> Cheaper. One. Hey, look at that cat. Doesn't <laughs> want to go to college. So perfect. <laughs> That's right. You know. Oh God. I, I have a I have a kid. I trade for a cat. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I had three cats. You know. You know. And we had goats. We had a lot of different things. You know. So we managed to fill in the space a little bit. Maybe not the way we expected, but. And, you know, yeah. it's been a good life anyway. Well, it's interesting, so. right, to hear you say it's been a good life. And at the same time, you're talking about first four years not really being managed at all, having to figure out what a glucometer was on your own, having to teach your doctor mm. what blood sugar readings were, <laughs> and then having to find a book to even figure out more things. You were just on the edge probably the whole time, probably never exactly. using enough insulin and right. and yet still getting low. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. And yeah. yeah. Well geez. It was crazy, you know. So anyway, after I told the doctor off, <laughs> you know, and um he decided to send me to his end- endocrinologist friend who apparently was the one that he was getting, you know, if he had a question about me, he'd ask him and stuff. So I he sent me to the endo and the endo was kind of He's, he's sort of, I think I came in and he already had like a, a decision in his mind that I was a like a problem patient or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, he sort of treated me like I was just being non-compliant, you know. And I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. For the last 45 years, I have written down and weighed every single thing I eat, right. you know, or if I had packaged, you know, information that was good. But I mean, I'm very vigilant about my diet and everything else that I did. Um, so this, you know, I'm trying not to get too upset about it. And um, so I said, well, I want to really want to try another insulin because I don't think NPH is lasting, you know, long enough in me. And it was just no, you know, just no. And uh, so being the stubborn person that I am, um, I went home and I started testing every two hours. And I kept very detailed records and I sent them all to the damn endo. <laughs> and <laughs> so he, uh, you know, so eventually he ended up being my doctor. Um, and you could really see from the test, the testing that I did, that there was a big hole in my day where I wasn't being covered by anything because the, the NPH was just conking out, mm-hmm. you know, before whatever hours they, they expected it to. Um, so, and um, as it turned out, insulin didn't need a prescription back then. So I decided to go to the drugstore and I bought myself a vial of Ultralente. And I started to implement the, um, the method that was in the book, right? right. So you take um, two shots of Ultralente a day, 12 hours apart whenever you want to, you know, make that 12 hours and then just like a pump. So that's like your basal insulin. And then you're, uh, you would just inject regular for when you're going to eat. Right. So I started, I started doing that for a couple of months and I went back to my internist, had an, an A1C and I asked him what it was. He goes, it was 7.2. And that was like, at least two whole points down because I'm sure I was in the nines, Yeah, yeah. you know? And he said, and I said, well, I'm just so smart. <laughs> he goes, what did you do? I said, well, I went on the insulin that doctor, my other doctor specifically told me not to go on. Right. And, um, don't worry. I read it in a book. Good. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I did. <laughs> well, well it's, that's the, the equivalent of, of off the internet now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he really couldn't, couldn't argue with that, you know? Sure. So we fast forwarded a, a little time and then he was decided he was going to move to California with because his wife got a promotion. So he was going to send me to his friend permanently. Right. And I said, well, I don't know. Cause you know, I did what he exactly told me not to do. And he said, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So the first appointment with the endo, the first thing he says to me is, well, I guess NPH just doesn't last very long for you. <laughs> so which is what I went in with the first time to tell him. Yeah. And um, after that, um, our our relationship just absolutely blossomed. He was such a blessing in my life after that, you know. There was never an appointment that I went to that he didn't tell me something new he discovered or something he'd heard about at a conference or something. 
And he would tell me, he says, I tell do- other doctors about you, you know. He says, you're like my star patient. <laughs> I said, really? You know, and look where it started, you know. But right. We became very, very close after that. And I was I was just torn apart when he retired, yeah. you know. And and uh, he's passed away now. But he, he made such a difference in my life. And he was the one that got me on a pump fine. Right. And uh, it was, it, you know, it, so it was a... a relationship that certainly went full circle you know from well, being on the outs with him you yeah know? you had a process happen within a process so what i'm seeing yeah i mean i think i think that you don't no one really considers excuse me <clears throat> having a bad week from my throat <clears throat> i don't no one really considers that we don't really know very much about the human body and how to mm-hmm. just magically fix things. Like we, I mean, the stuff we know is amazing. And it's, of course, you know, leaps and bounds above a thousand years ago, 500 years ago, a hundred years ago. But you were, you were caught in that process. Like you mm-hmm. were, you were diagnosed at a time where the doctor, let's be honest, was thinking, well, she'll be dead by the time she's, and he had a number. In his 40. Head. Yeah, yeah, he had a number. 40. In his head. I'll just try yeah. to keep this lady's life as nice as possible. Until this kills her, which it's going to do, is is right. is what he was thinking. You're not thinking that because you're thinking, right. I want to stay alive, and yeah, you know, how do I be healthy? And you also have that expectation. I realize in every generation of people I talk to, in every decade of people, everyone imagines that what exists is more magical than what it really is, or or yeah. that it's more immediate, or or how we want healthcare to be. Like I take a pill and then I'm better or I take a nap. And when I wake up, I feel better. Like everyone wants that. It takes you a while to realize that we're just, we're just in a star map size race with discovery about medicine. And we're really very Mm. early on in it. I think it's amazing to listen to you talk about the process that you went through. And it's likely a testament to your stubbornness and desire to be okay and willingness to I didn't want to say reach. Re, oh God, I don't want to say think outside the box. But it's the only thing that popped <laughs> in my head. But, but, yeah. but you know, you never say that to a woman. I, well, <laughs> but it, no, it was your it was your it's your ability to look at like, well, this is what this is what the standard idea is. Mm-hmm. But let's look on the fringes of that and see what else exists. Yeah, because everybody, I know, as a yoga teacher, and we tell this to our students all the time. You know, your body's everybody's body is different, and your own body is different every single day, mm-hmm. you know? So there is no, we can't boil it all down to being a mechanical organism, yeah. you know? It's like, it's not, and sometimes, you know, we we tend to go towards the uh, health is more a, a measure of balance of a bunch of things rather than taking a pill and you're going to be better. You know, maybe you need to balance out some other things in your life that are affecting this that you don't realize, you know. I think of health um, the way I think of my brother's behavior when we were children. My youngest brother, Rob. I don't know if I've ever shouted him out before. But um, there were two states of Rob. Rob was either in trouble and you could see it or he was getting in trouble and you hadn't found out about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that way about health. Like, you know, you look around and you think, 
well, you know, my family has autoimmune issues. Nobody else has these troubles. Like, you know, look, there's people walking around the grocery store. They don't worry about this. And mm. the, the truth is, I think everyone to some degree is is dealing with something. They're so, worried about something. Yeah, some things are more obvious or more immediate or emergent maybe. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people who look up and they're like, I'm 85 and nothing ever went wrong. This doesn't really happen. You you know, that's not how it goes. And maybe you're not going to have, and I still think you're going to have troubles. It's whether or not those troubles are impactful enough that they change your life enough that you pay attention to them. Mm. I think is how I I'm coming to think of it as I'm trying to stand back. I don't know anybody Mm. that doesn't have something. I guess. Right. You know, everybody has something, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like people, you know, I remember, you know, Back back when I was diagnosed, you know, there was always this saying about the women who, you know, were a little sickly, you know, or whatever in a relationship. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, don't ever think of me as being sick, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm going to do a lot of things. And and I did. I mean, I was my my husband used to call me his prairie woman because we. We uh, burn wood to heat our house, and I split with wood with them all. Right. You know, I'm out there for for hours in the summertime when I was off from work, and I'm splitting firewood. You know, um, yeah, at a hundred. You know, yeah, you, you know, I, I don't think I wouldn't want anybody to think of anybody as like sickly, but right. you, you do look back at that time and realize that. I mean, just think about what we know now that probably we didn't know before. Like, women could be tired all the time. And no mm. one no one ever thought, like, well, what if your period's heavy and your iron's low? Like, right. Like, right? They would tell you what? Eat a piece of liver. Well, great. <laughs> great. That'll help. <laughs> My ferritin's 14. Should I eat a piece of liver? That should just fix <laughs> it right up. Or take these iron tablets yeah. that then cause incredible constipation. So you, can't, yeah. you can't take them anyway. And um, nausea. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know... You know, you know, Patty up the street, she's, uh, you know how she is. Like, what does that mm. mean exactly? Like, yeah, like what, what does it mean? Yeah. yeah. What, what if it means her hormones are all over the place and you're just calling her nasty? Like, right. Yeah. Like, it's not something she can, can do something about. And hormonal imbalances are still not something that we particularly understand how to impact very well. Right? That's right. That's so, right. And, but you notice like a lot of those things were always centered around women. Of course. You know, yeah. you know, it's like. The little woman or whatever, you know, it's like I, I, you know, my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she and she was a, an absolute saint. But she used to, after I was diagnosed, she, she'd always go, well, you should rest, dear. You should rest. I'm saying, you know, no, I need to have activity to balance out what I'm eating. Right. You know, it's yeah. like you don't understand, no, you know, how she, this works. She you wants know? you to be Scarlett O'Hara. Right. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. I'm, I've got the vapors. Let me sit down. And even what does that even mean? <laughs> so, Somebody make me a drapery dress. You know? <laughs> and that's really <laughs> only that's really only, you know, what? 70, 100 years ago where like, you know, oh, yeah. they have the vapors. Let them sit down or she's hysterical. Like that was yeah. a real yeah. diagnosis. Right. Yeah, well, and you still hear that today sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's, it's amazing to, to me. It's amazing. Now, men. You know, you know, if, if, if we're, if we act crazy, I don't know. Everybody just seems to be like, that's ah, fine. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't, 
I don't understand at all. Uh, you know, it's a uh, well because you're entitled to, to to do that. Apparently, I'm allowed to feel any way I want. You're hysterical. That's right. Is what I've learned. That's right. right. You're hysterical. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it just. I mean, listen. Modern medicine has saved everybody that's been on this podcast. It's it's saving people I love. It's mm-hmm. helping me. I just had again after thinking it wasn't going to be a problem anymore. I just realized uh, a few weeks ago that my iron got low again. Again, yeah, Jeez. and so I um, I was just like I had gotten bitten by something, and mm-hmm. I had like a little bump on my hand, and it kind of started to get systematic. It spread around my hand a little bit. It kind of leapt in my other hand, and I was like, "What is going on?" And I was I started getting really tired in the afternoon, and I thought, "What bit me that I'm falling asleep at two o'clock? Like that's oh. odd." And so I thought. Oh, it'll go away. <laughs> then it didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I went to I went to urgent care and they jacked me up with a steroid pack. So for 10 days I felt like Superman because I don't know what's in those steroid packs, but I was like, yeah, everything's okay. And it didn't as, solve the problem. <laughs> as soon as the, the steroid pack tapered off, uh, the bumps on my hand did go away, but I was still tired. Mm. Did you have to go back to the hospital for infusion? I just got my second infusion yesterday. Yeah. So I had one a week ago and I had one yesterday and I already feel a million times better. But yeah. then I started going back and looking over the past month or so before I felt tired. And we found ourselves, I'll probably be able to talk about this at some point on the podcast, but for now we found ourselves in a doctor's office where Arden uh, needed to be seen by a new doctor. Mm. And they made the appointment. We set it up. We got there, filled out all the paperwork, waited. And then they called me over to the, to the, table and they say hey she's not 18 and i said yeah i know (laughs) and and they're like we don't see people under 18 here and i said but when i called i said to the i said to the person on the phone i'm calling for my daughter because she's a minor and then they set all this up then she's yeah we're really sorry well arden was having a real problem (laughs) and anytime like she needed to be seen so we could figure something out so we could make an adjustment for something right and um They said, well, we can see her after she's 18, which was like six weeks later. And I said, well, she's going to be in pain every day for six weeks while you're figuring, while you're waiting for her to be 18. And something happened inside of me and I was unreasonable for the next five minutes in that doctor's office. Like I pushed and I was, I was combative and I did not accept one of their answers, even after I realized these people are powerless in this situation. Like, I, yeah. there's not a decision maker here. Like, I really pushed back to the point where we got outside and Arden was like, I was not comfortable with that. And I'm like, what? And, and like, I just thought I was defending her. You were Papa Bear, you know. <laughs> what I was, was I was in that situation with a low iron. Yeah. So we found ourselves back there two days ago. And the first thing I said to them was, hey, look, I'm really very sorry. I'm still pissed that you set up this appointment when she wasn't 18 and then said, Oh, we can't do this. But my reaction was not anywhere near what it would have been if my iron wasn't low. Mm. And so I, I see that. And then I think about people with thyroid issues and are, are they okay? Are their thyroids mm-hmm. handled? Well, people with their blood sugars, are they okay? And, and then that's just the stuff you can see outwardly. What about right. people who are going to find out their eyes are going to, go crazy 10 years from now and yeah, know, et cetera. So anyway, you, you, I'm sorry, we're talking for like a half an hour. No, that's fine. <laughs> long, longer, but you, you really did want to come on to talk about like advocating for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, you still see, I'm, I'm 
one of the podcast uh, followers and, and um, I'm in the Facebook group. And you still see people saying, well, you know, there's something wrong. And, and you know, we don't see the endo for three months, you know. And I wouldn't be here if if I didn't advocate for myself. Right. If I didn't, you know, if I wasn't brave enough to to take a step. You know, it's like I really didn't have a lot to lose, but, you know, and I would say to those those people, and I know, you know, most of them are parents, and it's it's scarier when it's someone else other than yourself. But even if it's, if you think something needs to be changed, you don't have to make a big change. You can start small and see if it has some, has some benefit, you know, so you, you know, you're not going to like switch to a whole nother insulin like I did or something like that, but you know, if you, if you can see that there's something happening, you know, don't, don't wait for somebody else to tell you and give you permission that it's okay um, to, to try something different. You know, I mean, you can make small steps that aren't going to be risky Mm -hmm. and then see where, see where you go. And if it, if it works then you could go a little farther, you know, and by the time you get to the end, maybe you won't need them. Uh, well, so by the time you get to the end, though, then you can, you know, really work it out in detail. Well, because you might be being told something by a person, like going all the way back to your diagnosis, who's just like, oh, wow, I didn't know what those numbers meant. Like that person yeah. was telling you what to do for four years. Yeah, isn't <laughs> yeah. that unbelievable? No, it's I mean, not. I... I wish it was, Karen, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh. I mean, even this thing with Arden, which I'll, I'll have to talk around for a moment because it doesn't have a, res- a, a resolution yet. And I don't want to half tell a story. But we had to track down two different doctors on our own that were more integrative and outside of the box thinking to go through a host of things and check them off. It's not that it's not that it's not that it's not that to get down to it's probably this. And this is probably impacting this other thing. So now we think we have one problem that's feeding a different problem. And we needed a test to check on the, the secondary problem. Now, this person, not an outside-of-the-box thinker, we just needed them to do the thing. They did the thing. We got the information we needed. But if I would have left there with what that doctor said, then the answer would have been, hey, this is bad luck, and uh, here's some medication, and this is yeah. going to be your whole life. Yeah. But now taking the information that we got from this from the first doctor, we see how the thing that she found is probably causing the thing, the second thing. And so mm-hmm. if we fix the first thing, it should fix the second thing. But a, a regular old doctor, they don't think that way. They, they know he knows the thing he does. It's, it's right. I mean, it's like it's like having a guy come out and put a fence up around your property. And while he's there, ask him about the plumbing. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't know. And right. he, he can put the fence in. He'll do a great job with the fence. You need a fencer. He's a fencer. Beautiful fence. This doctor was great at what he did. He was lovely. He uh, was helpful. He was extraordinary at what he did. But then to ask him what to do with the information, you should take yeah. a pill. You should take a pill. That was all he knew. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just learn to live with it. It's going to be bad. Take a pill. The other person's yeah. like, I think if we do this, this, and this, it'll clear that up. I mean, fasc- yeah. fascinating. So, so I kept thinking, and I said to, I mean, I've been talking to Jenny about it. I've been talking to my wife about it privately. What do most people do in these situations? Unfortunately, they do just what the doctor says. Right. They don't even they don't think beyond that. 
you know. But how are you supposed to do that, though? Because I'm sure a doctor said something to me in my life that if I just listened to, I'd be okay. How do I know the difference between, and you know the difference because your outcomes, except what if your outcomes are happening so slowly you can't see them as you degrade, like me yelling at a doctor because my iron's low. I didn't know my iron was low that day. I had no idea. It took me six more weeks. I actually think had the bug not bit me, my iron, I, I was like teetering. But yeah. something about getting sick crashed me the rest of the way. And then mm-hmm. I could recognize the symptom. Yeah. And then yeah. my wife said to me, I told you you were being bitchy like three weeks ago and you didn't listen to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry. And we me. know what bitchy sounds like. Yeah. You, you don't know what it sounds like from me. You think of me as like the nice guy on the podcast. Like, you know. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, people have this, uh, I don't know what the word is, um, complex about doctors, the God complex about doctors, Mm -hmm. you know, like they, they are the be all end all, they know what they're doing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, your body better than anybody else does. And you have to be your own doctor every day with diabetes. You know, so. uh. Well, you have to be involved, Karen, in no matter what it is. I'm telling you, last week, my son has a little car that we we set him up with to go to college. There's a lease. I'm telling you, if it cost me six grand to lease this car for three years, do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just a little car. And the lease ends. And because of the state of everything right now, finding other cars was like difficult. So we said, well, why don't we just buy this car? And, um, so I had to go to the dealership, uh, where we leased it from. And I said, look, we're just going to like get a loan and buy it. I I don't think I'm going to keep it very long. So I was like, I'm just going to do this. And it was an amount of, it was, it was, uh, $14,000. We had $14,000 on the car. It's what it was going to cost to buy the car. And, um, we go in to sign the paperwork for the loan and the guy just, we walk in, he starts chatting us up and everything. And you're just talking and, and we're going along and he says something about, uh, so you're going to get. The, the loan, you're getting gap insurance, you're getting this. He, he said a bunch of things. And I remember thinking at first, like, hell do I need gap insurance for? I was like, first of all, with the state of the world, the car costs 14 grand. It's worth $24,000 because nobody can lay their hands on cars. I could literally right. sell it today for $24,000 if I wanted to. I'm like, why do I need gap insurance? That's like a thing for, like, that's an old timey thing for at least. And I thought, well, if it comes with it, who cares? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then we're going along and blah, blah, blah. And a minute later, he's turning the paperwork around to sign it. And I looked down. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, stop. I'm like, how much money are we financing? And he goes and he looks at it and he says, $22,000. And I went, <laughs> well, I only owe fourteen grand on the car. I was like, what, what is happening right now? And he starts telling me how the gap insurance is $4,000. And the other and the other thing that he mentioned was two thousand dollars, and this was the, and I went, whoa, man, do I have to get the gap insurance? And he goes, no, you don't want it. And I went, no. And he goes, okay. And he looked at, <laughs> and he looked at me like caught me. Oh. And I was yeah. five sec because I just like it was a simple thing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like fourteen grand is a yeah. lot of money, but it's not when you're buying a car and you're stretching it out over a thousand years. Right. It's a couple hundred bucks, yeah. you know. And and so I'm like just trying to get this done. Brutally hot day outside. You know, I just want to go home. And had I not stopped and just looked through it, I almost signed paperwork where I was just basically financing me giving the car dealership seven grand. Wow. <laughs> And, and and I I tell you that because 
I think that's the same thing that happens to people in doctor's offices. Mm. I think you just go, okay, what? Okay, 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 okay. And then you don't ever stop and think about like, well, is this right? Like, like, is this going to fix my problem? Right. Or if, if they say something you don't know about, like, I got to go take some time to research this. Like, to research and yeah, find out what it was. Yeah, yeah, like, I actually have to find out, is this what they said it was? Why are they giving me this pill? What does he really know, et cetera? And listen, as I say that, it's a lot. And it's it a, is. It's a pressure, and I wish I didn't live with it, and I know why some people just put their head down and sign the papers. Because I, I, there are days I don't know how, like we left that doctor's office yesterday and, and I had a moment where I was like, oh God, like this is so much, like this is always happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, but what's the alternative? And the alternative is we pretend that that pill was the answer and we let Arden live in you know, some sort of pain for the rest of her life. And I'm like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. I, and no. so I told her afterwards, cause she looked dejected and I said, Arden, we are going to figure this out or I am going to die trying. I was like, I am not going to stop just so you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, we are going to get this straight. And I don't even think she believes that at this point, but there is going to be a day where we get it all balanced out and, and I'm going to feel accomplished. I don't know how to, I can't put that on my resume, I guess, but I'm, <laughs> it's going to feel like a big part of my life's accomplishments. You know Poor I mean? kid. Jeez. She's been so through so much, yeah, you know, you with guys, the thyroid and everything else. You guys all have been through so much, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's, it's not her. Now it's, I'm, now I'm trying to get someone to believe me about thyroid because my uh, PCP, you know, is one of those, well, you're, you're, Test results are normal, you know, and actually the new endo said the same thing to me. Um, but well, I did advocate and get, I said, look, it's not going to hurt me to try Synthroid, you know, I said, but I'm, I'm exhausted all the time. I'm gaining weight for no reason. Right. I mean, I work my brains out, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, you what, know, my what, nails what, are ugh, what, just, what was the TSH that they said was okay? It was, it was one point something i don't know really? it wasn't it, it wasn't very high yeah but i i still had all those symptoms she goes well there could be something else and so well, let's find out what what else it is because i can't live like this yeah you know? well there's also so, there's also things right there's other things that could impact that number and make it look lower than it is i can't it's yeah. off the top of my head i'm not thinking of it right now and if it's yeah. not that did you have your iron tested uh, yeah, my iron is, is low too, so she's got me on iron. But um, yeah, because I don't eat red, I don't eat red meat, right? You know, but I I eat all the other things that have iron in it too. How low? So I'm on it. Um, Do you know? I don't. No, I can't off the top of my head okay. think of it. You should I'll enough for you. the for it to say low. <laughs> I'll tell you right you now know? the the infusions. If your insurance will cover them, they yeah. are about the closest I've come to magical in my entire life. So I yeah. like, I drug myself to that first one. Like yeah. I was like, I sat down, like the girl's like, I can't find a vein. I'm like, I said to her, here's what I said. I don't care. Cut my arm open and dump it in the cut. I said, shove the, <laughs> I said, shove the bag up my ass. If you have to, I don't care how you get this in there. I was like, just do it, you know? And so yeah. she, she puts it in and it's not an immediate thing. It's not like, you're not like, wow, but in five hours or so, my body started functioning better. So I was started, mm. I started to retain water. Yeah. And so once the iron infusion was in, I started peeing regularly. 
which I was like, mm-hmm. oh, great. This is good. Thank you. Um, and then slowly over a week, my tiredness that used to be, I was getting to the point where no matter how late I slept, I was tired by one o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where mm-hmm. it got to. And then I couldn't walk up and down the stairs anymore because I'd get out of breath. And so like all that stuff is slowly getting better. But what you're really waiting for now that all that iron or whatever the hell's in that bag, I honestly don't care what it is. It looks like rusty water and I would have, <laughs> I would have drank it if they told me to. And um, once it gets in there and your body remakes the cells, mm-hmm. it rebuilds when it makes your next round of red blood cells, it makes it with the proper amount of iron. And then the, mm-hmm. and then the cells can hold the oxygen properly. And then you're not tired, and then you can run up and down the stairs again, and all yeah. that other stuff. So the, the big, the biggest, most noticeable symptom that I had, and I still have, is is I've had marked loss of strength in my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so they they sent me to a neurologist, you know, because they thought, well, maybe it's neuropathy related, you know, and all that jazz. So there was nothing there. No. I mean, they did all kinds of tests on it, and it had nothing to do with neuropathy, um, but. You know, still, I'm I'm not. I'm a little bit stronger than I had been, but I still haven't gained all the strength back, which is a little disconcerting to me. You know, you need to get jacked Um, up with that infusion because I I tried to get a bucket of balls out of a trunk the other day. I looked at my son. I was like, "You're gonna have to get that." Like, and that was ridiculous. And now, uh, two weeks later, but that's okay again. Like, we there was a moment where my son and I were throwing. And I had to, I said, I said, we got to stop. And he said, why? I said, my arm's not moving as quickly as my brain wants it to, to catch the ball. Mm. And I was like, and Mm -hmm. you were throwing at me way too hard for me to miss the ball. So like, like, like I, there was a day where I was like, I can't do this. And, you know, and now we did it again yesterday and I felt much better, but we were at a, we were at a point where if I took like a a three or four quick steps, I was like standing out there going, like I couldn't catch my breath. And and hmm. just with that infusion, it just starts to go away. It's really something else. Do they have any idea what causes the lack of iron in your yeah, Karen, system? I, 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 so I don't know if it's not being absorbed, if I'm not eating well, and it's a slow drift away, or hmm. if, God, Karen, you're going to make me say something I've never said on the podcast before? <laughs> Shit, I don't know if I want to say this. It could be from, there's... oh, God, Karen. <laughs> It, oh, go ahead. Could, oh, go ahead. You don't know, <laughs> listen, you don't know how many people we're talking to. I'm the only one who knows I, how many people are going to hear this, okay? <laughs> so. I have a good idea because I listen to every single one. <laughs> it, it, it could be from like a, a hemorrhoid. I could yeah. be I could be losing blood that way because I, yeah. I go through bouts with, with one. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking about doing, trying to do something about it, but I've done about it in the past and the old methods didn't work very well and were unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not, it's not constant. It's just sort of like, it'll happen. And then it takes a few days to get it under control. And then, you know, it, it, I don't know, I, maybe it happens more frequently than I recall. And maybe between that and I don't know, I do have Barrett's, so I don't know if I'm absorbing um, things exactly as well as I should be. Uh, anyway, I got away from taking my iron supplement because I felt so good. And I was like, I'm, I'm doing great. And then I think it drifted down. Mm. And then your body function just kind of like everything gets walk- wacky. So yeah. like nothing starts working the way I expect it to. And and then it snowballs. It's like every other health issue, honestly. When one of uh, our relatives actually had to have an operation for hemorrhoids. Yeah. You know, and it, it helped him a lot. 
you know. Um, I don't know exactly <laughs> what they do, <laughs> you know. Well, I saw an ad for the other day where they're like, we they, that it's like done differently now. And I was like, it was at a gastro that I trusted. And I thought like, am I going to call them? I guess I am because I don't want to yell at another lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling at a woman in June because I bled in like, <laughs> I don't know, April. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it seems unfair. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but I, um. I will look into it one more time. I did try it when I was younger, and all I can tell you was it was incredibly unpleasant and did not do much. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying. I I uh, what am I trying to say, Karen? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> trying to say, 15 years ago, I saw someone coming at me with a speculum, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think we should be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but we did it anyway. And um, then about halfway home, I drove, drive. oh my God, this was 20 years ago. Cole was like, Cole was little. He was two or three years mm-hmm. old. And I was a stay-at-home dad. So like, I did it in the middle of the day because I didn't think much of it. And yeah. then, boy, this episode took a turn. And then so I'm driving, <laughs> so I'm driving home and it's only a 15-minute ride. And halfway through the ride, I pulled over on the side of the road and just leaned over sideways in the car because I could yeah. not sit down anymore. Like, oh, like Lord. I was like, I'm like, I'm going to cry in front of this kid and I don't know how to get him home even. Like it was. Yeah. So I finally, what did I do? I think I took some sweatshirts or something and like put them under my thighs and like jammed my back up into the back of the seat. And I basically hovered. And Why didn't they give you a donut pillow? Well, Karen, you're asking good questions. <laughs> they told me it wasn't going to hurt, and so either oh. I'm a, either I'm a big baby, or you know, they never it, had it. <laughs> so, so we got we got home, and he was little. I was like, "Hey, buddy," I'm like, "You just play here in the living room, hang out with me, and I'm gonna just lay on my stomach and sit here." <laughs> oh, God. And I called Kelly; she used to work in the city, and I was like, "Come home as quickly as you can." <laughs> so oh. Like, please. Come How home. long was the recovery? wasn't bad after that like it was you know a day or two later everything was okay again yeah, but even that yeah. like no instruction about how to eat like you would think somebody <laughs> might say hey like why don't you stick with a liquid diet or soft foods or something like that for that it was all just like and it was only it was only 20 years ago yeah. you know what i mean i'm just saying when you're asking people to know about your insulin just remember <laughs> yeah they, they can't it's not like i have a thousand hemorrhoids it's one and they can't take <laughs> care of it you know and they I mean? can't figure it out. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows anything. Those doctors, yeah. they're laughing somewhere on their vacations. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's, what's causing my low iron, particularly, because, you know, I eat plenty of chicken and spinach and all that jazz. Um, I, I don't think the whether or not I include meat twice a week should make that much of a difference, you know, because um, I eat plenty of everything else. But Well, I mean... <laughs> Since listen, since you made me say hemorrhoid out loud, you've <laughs> now you're screwed. I'm going to ask you questions. So okay. um, you must be through menopause, right? Oh God, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm God. six. Um, I'll be sixty-eight in November. I was going to say I did the math earlier in my head. And you're sixty-seven. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I mean, it could it just be a lifetime of having periods and then getting older? And but you're you've you're saying you've had enough time to re- rebound by oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been past menopause for a long time. So, you know, probably 12 years, your, you know, past, past menopause. Is so your, is your B12 low too? 
Mm. Do they look at B12 and magnesium? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, the, those. That are, would be an. That would be an avenue to check. Yeah, because yeah. absorption. Maybe I mean you know I think people with autoimmune all live with more than their fair share of of inflammation, right? Mm-hmm, that inflammation mm-hmm. happens everywhere. Maybe you're not absorbing the vitamins well anymore. Like who knows? Right. Right. I don't know. Look at this mess. And what'd you get yeah. out of it, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 um iron pills are really hard to take. Yeah. I mean, it's like I I tend to search around for a whole bunch of different ones before I found one that didn't make me nauseous all day. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it, it ended up being a plant based protein, um, iron. So I don't know if it's plant based, but Thorn makes really good supplements, the company. Yeah. And yeah. I, if I would have just, I think if I would have just continued to take them the way, and I was only taking them like three times a week, but I was mm-hmm. pairing it with an azorbic acid and the iron tablet, mm-hmm. very easy on my system. I didn't have any trouble with that. And I was doing okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I had to cut down because I had been taking it more frequently and I got one follow-up blood test and the guy's like, yo man, your iron is way too high. And I was like, cool, oh. I, I figured this out. <laughs> and then yeah. I cut it back a little bit and then I got, I don't want to call it lazy. I think I just forgot. I think it stopped being a problem in my life, and I just so you stopped taking. I stopped them? taking them, and not on yeah. purpose. Not on purpose either. I just yeah, you know, stopped taking them. It wasn't in the front of your mind anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There's well, no- speaking of that, I could not be more grateful for Colagard. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh God, you know. Well, even when my iron's really good, I don't have to take fiber. Yeah. I even noticed that. I didn't realize, like, one of the things that bounced back quickly after the infusion, besides I started urinating, like, properly again, like, I wasn't mm. re- retaining water, was that my my entire digestive system just started to work better mm. about, about five or six days into it. Yeah. Because um, I have to I have to take a lot of fiber because my my digestion's fairly slow. Okay. You know, so if I, yeah, I take a lot of fiber and it helps do you get a, a, pain, a tremendous amount. Do you get a pain up high in, um, no. from slow digestion? No. No. Okay. No. It just takes a long time, you know, does to that, go through. Does that have you using more insulin? Do you think? Cause no. the food, so the food's not sitting in your stomach. It's just getting into your intestines and then not yeah. coming the rest of the way. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it has. It's I've seen it on on camera, so it's 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 shaped in kind of an interesting <laughs> pattern. So I can see why it would take a little time um, for it to get out. But um, you know, I can't do colonoscopies anymore. I, they're just I I don't get cleaned out enough for them to be to Valuable. work. Oh no, kidding. And, yeah, and the last time I had I had to prepare for one, I I passed out and I fell backwards we have a brick wall in our house and i fell backwards against the brick wall and i ended up with seven staples in my skull and a concussion <laughs> oh so my god i said i'm not doing that anymore you can just how give me colagard that's all i'm doing karen what did you mean what do you mean you passed out i just uh, i don't know if it was uh just from the stuff you have to drink or whatever yeah. it is and i was on like a two a two day prep because i'm so slow uh, of digestion and i just i just fainted twice that morning oh i fainted God. once against the doorway and then i fainted backwards and my husband's getting ready to take me he comes out of the bathroom and there i am on the floor bleeding you know <laughs> it's like well this is 
I don't think we're getting there today. I've know? only had one of those so far. And I mean, as I drank that stuff, Kelly just like she sat across the room, like half in horror and half laughing at me. And I just was yeah. like, I'll I'll bleep it out. But I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. like this taste tasted so bad. And I was like yeah. trying to force it in. And I'm like, oh, you have to, yep. You have to use a straw. If you use a straw, it's not as bad. You can get it down without noticing it so much. Right. Now you sound like me on a date when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> there are ways to make this better for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's no good way to drink that stuff. No, it was terrible. No, it really was. There is, and, and the doctors would never believe me when I said, no, I drank the whole damn thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and still you didn't have the experience afterwards, which, by the way, is. Yeah. Oh, I've um, had it before, yeah. but not recently. Yeah, I remember after living through the six or eight hours and then going to bed after I took it, like I woke up in the morning and I was like, well, the one thing I know for certain I won't have to do is use the bathroom. Like, cause, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so we get there to the to the room and I'm getting ready to, they're putting me on the gurney and she goes, should just go to the bathroom one time. And I was like, lady, listen, <laughs> it's over. There's nothing inside. And she goes, just try. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have no urge. She goes, you wouldn't have an urge. She goes, just try. And I was like, okay. I went in and I came back out. And I was like, oh my God, how did you know? She goes, <laughs> she goes I've been around like, this block before. Yeah, this know? is my job. <laughs> Trust me. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then an hour yeah. later, I was saying inappropriate things coming out of anesthesia. So that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the anesthesia is the best part of that. <laughs> I really do like that, um, the Jackson juice. It's nice. Yeah. And I feel bad he's dead and all, but. I mean, I don't know. Are we supposed to feel bad that Michael Jackson's dead? I forget. No. <laughs> uh, I I'm not sure uh, anymore where, where, where culture where stands that, on Michael where Jackson. Where that stands, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I'll tell you what, man. It it just turns your lights out. It is really something. Yeah. You wake yeah. up like you're almost reset. You know? Like the next two days after, like, I'm just like, I feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta I, fill yourself up a little. Yeah. Then I end yeah. up telling people, like, this is gotta be why michael jackson was doing this i was like it really is it's unreal anyway don't 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 do that i mean i don't know if any of us have no. enough money to pay an anesthesiologist to come over to the house every day probably don't right <laughs> that guy ended up in jail didn't he karen the i doctor? think so yeah i think so turns out you can't do that yeah who do yeah <laughs> turns out you can't kill michael jackson that's gonna put you in jail yeah um, can't can't kill a celebrity and no. not go to jail you can kill regular people yeah. Just not people who can sing. That that's a, I think he I think he probably wasn't really in his right mind at that point anyway. I mean Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know. Well, I think what we talked about today was like uh I think we I feel like we talked about the sin of complacency. Just yeah. of not of, of just saying this is okay, this is good enough. I yeah. mean it's your life, you know. You have to direct it. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. And if you can't make sense of what you're seeing, I always say follow your gut, right? Like if if what's uh -huh. happening doesn't make sense or it's not resolving correctly, and you can't make better sense of it for yourself, that's when you have to go find other people to help you, right? You, you right. can't just and don't go asking like you know, <laughs> go find someone else. What am I trying to say? Like, don't go find other people who are on your level, right? Like, yeah. like, right? Like, I, I do, I, I do the very same thing. I figure out as much as I can, and then mm -hmm. the stuff I can't figure out, I find somebody who knows more about than I do, and I go talk to them. You know, people are always making fun of, uh, 
you know, Google and all that stuff. But one thing I will say about um, the internet is even if it, everything on there isn't necessarily applying to you, at least you have the ability to ask the right question after you have some information. Yeah. And it may not apply to you, and maybe it does, but it really can help you zero down on what you need to be spending your time at the doctor's office discussing. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy. I'm not going to say. It, it's actually very frustrating, and you could... I mean, look at you. You're having trouble getting somebody to help you with being exhausted, right? Like that shouldn't mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a heavy lift for you to get figured no. out. And, no, and yet you're you're always going to end up in the situation that we were in, where the doctor's like, "Look, this is what I do. This is, I, I'm not thinking about this any farther than this. I saw mm-hmm. X, I saw Y, I saw Z. I'm telling you right now, it's this and it's that pill and that's it. And I don't. I'm out. Like I'm not going to sit down and doctor house this with you. This is not what yeah. I do. Um, yeah. So you do have to. Sometimes you have to come up with an answer like you did with the meter that is so mm-hmm. concrete that when it's held in front of somebody, it's undeniable. Right. Right. Yeah. And they have to go, huh, okay, well, maybe you do need an iron infusion, or maybe we should look at your thyroid closer, or, you know, let's try this because, I mean, the alternative, like in the case of your of your situation currently, like maybe maybe you don't need Synthroid. Mm-hmm. But it would really only take a week to find out. Right. Y- you know? Right. And, and the, they have me on a, a low level of it right now, and it, it has helped me some. Um, so I know it's working. It, it In the beginning, it, it didn't really seem to be doing anything. And the doctor says, well, see. And I, I said, well, when am I supposed to be taking it? And I was not taking it by itself. Yeah. I was taking it with my breakfast, you know? So now... I take it in the middle of the night now, because mm. um, I'm not waiting for my coffee. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I have a great episode. <laughs> I have a great episode about it. If you haven't heard it, um, I'm sure, I'm sure I must have. <laughs> so, I don't think there's m- many I've missed. Well, we're gonna we're gonna button up here and get done because we've been talking for a while. But and okay. I actually have to go. Arden's heading off to college soon, and she tells me she needs a computer. So I'm gonna go spend a bunch of money today. Um, yeah, I saw the picture of her you posted the other day. What a beautiful girl! Oh, thank you. I made her yeah, myself. Really? Hmm? I made her myself. Kelly had nothing to do with it, really. I, I, what was she? What was she dressed up for? That was her senior prom. Yeah, she looked really great. She did. That was an interesting. She really one. did. She looked absolutely stunning. Yeah, she's got know? that kind of. Um, she's pretty in a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but she doesn't like. She doesn't look like many people that you know. Do you know was she happy that? that you didn't just? Only post pictures of her when she was little. <laughs> I said to her, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I said, I'm gonna wish you a happy birthday online. I'm gonna use this photo of when you were little and you can tell me which other picture to use. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so she was, it was like, a good choice. Yeah, she was happy with it. She actually went through yeah. and read everybody's uh, wishes and there oh, were, there were nice. like hundreds of them too. And, yeah. uh, and she spent that she sat down very like kind of like nicely and, and, and she said, thank you. I'll make sure you thank everybody. And I was like, okay. She's like, cause I'm not gonna, I was like, I know you're not going to go on Facebook and thank hundreds of people. I was like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. Um, Are you going to be able to convince her to come back on? I think so. Yeah, I do. Just trying to get her into a spot where she's in the right uh, mindset. So, Freedom mind. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I really do want to talk to her one time before she goes to school, mm. uh, which is coming up now in Oh, geez. Maybe seven weeks she's going to leave. 
How are you feeling about the separation? I'm very upset. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I've, I've been thinking about it in different like planes of existence. I've been thinking about the diabetes stuff. I've mm. just been thinking about the part where she's just not going to be here, you know, uh, and hanging around like she and I, our personalities are very similar. So, um, you know, we spend a fair amount of time bullshitting together and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, who are you going to bounce off with when um, she's not I'm there? I'm assuming Kelly's going to shoot me within days after her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure about that. So, um, but I don't know. And she's going to go a great distance, which is unsettling. And then, of course, you know, the idea of uh, overnights. Like, you know, I mean, you can be as good at diabetes as you want. There's still, like, if you don't think that, you know, we're not you know, Arden's not drinking juice sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, like, you know, mm. she is. And so um, there's still variables, you know? Yeah. And, and, and everything's going to change. Plus she's been taking new stuff that we think might change her insulin sensitivity. And it's all mm. happening as this is happening. And you're like, Oh God, but there's no good time. Like, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine because of, uh, I mean, because of algorithms and because of Dexcom and, you know, because we can call each other and that stuff's all going to, you know, make it better. But, you know, I have seen seizures in my time, so I'm not unaware. Mm -hmm. I'm not unaware of them. And um, I, I wanted to make sure that I said to you before we close that, um, you know, I had, had said how the book really changed my life and you really changed my life since then. Oh, because I never... 45 years, never heard of pre-bolus. We were always told bolus right before you eat, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, so many things that I've learned from the podcast, and, and I go back and look at them again and again and again, like I'm still battling with fat and protein. But, um, you know, your information and your delivery has really made a big difference in my life since since I started listening. Oh, Karen, if you're trying to make me cry at the end. Yeah, I'll do it for you. I don't think you're going to, because you're going to cry and then I'm going to cry. No, then, I, know, yeah, I, know. I But luckily we said hemorrhoid earlier, so I don't think I can yeah. get, I can't get all the way to a tear today, I don't think. Although I'm going to cry later when I realize I said that on this podcast, but whatever. Um, now you have, you have the edit button. No, though, so, I don't, you know. I don't edit anything out of this thing. Yeah. That's yeah. to my detriment but, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but it really, you know, even to an old, an old hand, 45 year veteran, you know, you still had a big impact on my management and my control today. So I hear you. I'm more important than your husband in your life. Is that what that's you true? That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and he's really sick of listening to me talk about you. <laughs> well, well, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say to that except thank you. And I'm, I'm very happy that it, it's valuable for you. Um, I wouldn't have known about Dexcom. I wouldn't have known about Gvoke. I wouldn't have known that it was really overdue time to switch to T-Slim okay. uh, from where I was before, if it wasn't for the podcast. Yeah. And um, it's it's really made a huge difference in, in my life and my husband's life. So, Well, I'm very, I'm super happy for you. And I'm glad that if I had anything to do with that, I'm also hearing that I don't charge enough for the ads. So that's true. Uh, I'm so. going to have to. <laughs> 
have to jack up the ad price for next year. I think I think you have to, you know, selling stuff like crazy over here. You know, um, that's, that's right. Well, you know? I mean, listen, it, it it really struck me during your conversation that that book was somehow the podcast for you back then. Like, mm-hmm, like exactly, you know what I mean. Like it's just it's this other information where you can get away from your doctor and get outside of the bubble and say, well, that makes sense to me. Or, you know what? I don't like that part. But mm-hmm. like, you know, cause I don't think, you know, I'm not under some delusion that everyone's managing exactly the way I would. I just think we all talk about it and then you take from it what's best for you and, and mm-hmm. make, make your own adjustments, you know, well, and, we're all doing better in one way or another. You know, I, I have to say it's, uh, it, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say even. The other day I said something, Jenny checked on me because my iron was low and she, mm-hmm. she texted me in the middle of the day and she said, Hey, are you okay? And I said, yes. And later I said, I appreciate you checking on me. And she said, well, someone should check on you. Look at all the people you're helping. Mm-hmm. And I, and I really honestly, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think of it that way day to day, you know? So day to day I'm, having conversations and editing conversations and putting them up. And sometimes I step back and I think like this thing is um, it's important for people who use insulin. And I didn't mean for it to be like this. Like I didn't expect this to happen, but it did. Mm -hmm. And so now it seems like a, it almost seems like a public trust at some points. And um, exactly that, exactly that. And all of us feel that way. Well, that's, you know, thank you. There are three uh, reviews. I don't think those people feel that way. <laughs> they don't seem to like me at all. But, um, but they no, probably never really listened either. You know, they would like me if they met me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's or, true. Or my that's wife true. would say, "We're probably not." <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, I just think that. Listen, I'm not the first person to talk to people who have diabetes. I'm not the first person to say stuff you know out loud about how they manage. I think I might be the first person who found a way to scale it, like to really scale it. Not just like, you know, I mean, there's some popular blogs out there in the day, um, but they don't hit numbers like this. And I'm glad for other people who are doing the same thing. But the truth is, best I can tell, you could take all the other podcasts that have to do with diabetes and add them up and they might mm-hmm. not reach as many people as this thing does. So like there's something right. there's something about about scale because scale creates a movement. Right. And it's not something you can see. Like I'm pretty much the only one that can feel it because I'm centralized to to touching people, but now that the Facebook page is so big, I think if you're in there you can see it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been truly the key for so many people. Yeah. Really is you know, insane. Unlocked all that knowledge, all that all the possibilities, you know, really gave our lives possibilities. Well, you know? listen, I'm, I'm all of you. I just was another lost person who uh, was trying to figure out what to do about diabetes. Really. I was just trying to figure it out. And then honestly, I just started talking about it online because I was trying to raise money for the JDRF. And then mm-hmm. it just grew from there and the focus changed and then technology changed, which is mm-hmm. really, which is really the, the the big benefit of this is, I mean, honestly, I think I just got to it first. I mean, I think I'm good at it, but I think I also got to it first. 
I think the availability of having it as a podcast is is really invaluable. And, and actually, I had never listened to a podcast until I got hearing aids, you know, okay. and then it was like, oh, bingo, books on tape I can, and podcasts I can listen to right through my hearing aids, you yeah. know. Um, and you go everywhere with me. You know, you're always in my back pocket someplace. I'm out in the garden. I'm, you know. Um, well, now I'm smiling. That's nice, Karen. Before you made me cry. Now I smile. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you're very kind to say that, and um, I appreciate it very much. And um, well, it I, makes I, it easy to get the information, you know, for yeah. it to be so available. Um, it's for I'm, you to be so available. Yeah, it's because I'm delightful, really. That's what it is. That's true. Honestly. That's true. Well, listen, Karen, you're you're very nice. Um, I think maybe if I did, if I innovated anything, it was talking about diabetes in a way that was meant to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. because no one wants to listen to that. Like, I mean, a dissertation on bolusing. Like, who's going to sit through that crap? You, you know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah. it might be, in, it's very important for you, but it's not something that people are going to purposefully be like, yeah, sure, I'll put five hours into this over five weeks. And then you get the podcast big enough and popular enough, and then here come the pro tips, and you think, well, mm -hmm. I like the other stuff. I'll try this. Um, and then hopefully the pro tips are even you know, still entertaining enough that people will go, oh, let me try another one and then hear your story or someone else's story. Because mm -hmm. I think that's where, if I'm being honest, I think I think most of the benefit comes out of people's stories. Um, because but, abs oh, Absolutely. Because yeah. as even for all the years that I've had diabetes, I only recently, for the first time, met a diabetic in the, in the wild. No kidding. It's, I I never knew anybody else that had type one diabetes. You know That's something. You know, and, and plenty of people say, "Oh, well, my aunt has type 2. Was well, not the same thing. You know, right. um, it took but all those years never to miss all those years. Never, never encountered another person with type one that you knew of. How about that? That I knew of. Yeah, yeah. and I was very always out out front with mine. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, you think you would have you would have met somebody? You, as, I know, as long you know? as they were willing to speak up about it. Yeah, because right. you were speaking right. up about it. It was crazy. You know, it's like, and so the stories mean everything to me. They're like my community that I never had. Right. You know, so. Well, I feel the same way. I really do. This, uh, I, it's, you know, I still take crap from adults who are like, you make a podcast. That's what you do. And even <laughs> sometimes my kids are like, it's hard to tell people what you do. And I was like, I know, don't worry. It's like, cause she's like, you just say you're a diabetes consultant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I'm not that because nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered. I know. Et cetera. <laughs> I want to thank Karen for coming on the show today and sharing her story. I want to thank Touched by Type 1 and remind you to go to touchedbytype1.org. I'd also like to thank U.S. Med usmed.com forward slash juice box. Get your free benefits check today. Prefer the phone? That's fine. 888-721-1514. And don't forget, all you need to do to save 10% on your first month of therapy with BetterHelp is to use my link, betterhelp.com forward slash juice box. 10% off your first month. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.